We didn't really give y'all any warning for this, somewhat by intention. We're going to do something a little different tonight, actually quite a bit different than our, our typical Sunday night routine. You know, every church has a little bit of a routine kind of liturgy that we, that we get into. We are breaking it up substantially for the next month, and there's a reason why we're doing that. Before I talk about what we're going to do, I want to first talk a little bit about why, and this just for a couple minutes here before we dive right in. So there's, there's four reasons that I can think of as far as why we're doing what we are about to do, this thing that you don't know about. Um, so mysterious. It's going to be crazy. Um, no, you should, you should not be nervous. <clears throat> Number one, Right now, and you may realize this, I think most of you do, do and, and, and maybe some of you are fresh and new, and, and uh, this could be news to you, but right now, in our city, in our country, in this time, it, it is a very difficult time for the church. It's, it's a difficult time. The, the gospel is viewed in a way uh, more hostile than it has been uh, over the course of the previous decades. There, there's kind of a rising hostility. There's division. There's passivity in the church. The rules have changed in so many ways. For those of us who are old like me in your mid, mid to late 30s, when, when we started following Jesus, if, if you've been on this journey for quite some time, and I was kind of joking if you're older than me. Please don't be offended. Um, when we started following Jesus, if you started following Jesus 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, things have changed so much. The practical things that we have to worry about and think about, the, the temptations, literally the day-to-day -day life of, of just how we engage with people and how we practically go about spending our time, it has changed quite a bit over the last 15, 20 years. And I think sometimes as the rules of engagement change, it's hard to catch up. We get caught off guard. Some of us in the church have been caught off guard the last five, 10 years uh, as our culture has changed and shifted. And we've, we've taken some blows as a church. Man, we've been through some tough times the last few years. There's so much to celebrate, but we've taken some hits. We've, and I won't get into all that right now, but we've, we've been through kind of a lot. So it's a difficult climate for the church right now. Number two, we want to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We want to do that. And I believe that you, you guys that are here who know the Lord, who are part of this community, you want that. You want to seek first his kingdom and faith. And just because things are difficult, just because the ground feels hard at times, man, that is no reason whatsoever to shrink back, to live in fear, to live in passivity. We wanna seek Jesus Christ. We wanna seek his face and we wanna seek his kingdom first, believing that he has good, good things, good works for us and, and for our church. Um, number three, we believe that God is calling us back to devotion in a unique way in this season that God has, has really put it on the, the hearts of the leaders of, of this church that we need to remember our first love and not continue business as usual and not just keep plotting, 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 which is so much of the Christian life, plotting day after day, just being faithful to Jesus. We believe that God has something special for us and unique in this season as we return to our first love. 
Number four, in the scriptures, when something significant is about to happen, we see a pattern of prayer, a pattern of prayer. Jesus, the night before he chose his disciples, this, this incredibly significant choice for the, the history of the church and in the world for that matter, he spent all night, all night in prayer seeking the Father. Uh, Jesus saw the crowds harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he was motivated. He was driven to, to compassion. And he told his disciples, he, and he gave his disciples a lot of things to do, but he told them in this instance, pray therefore, pray. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are, are few. Pray therefore that God would raise up workers for his harvest field. When God is going to do something significant, we see a pattern, a pattern of prayer. Think of the journey of Jesus towards the cross. And as he celebrated Passover and, and went into that garden, uh, nervous and sweating uh, blood, he prayed. He prayed to the Father. He stayed up praying, seeking the Father before this this incredible event in world history, God intervening through the cross of Christ. So we see this pattern, and we believe God has big things. We do. I, I believe that. I believe that God is a God of revival, and I think we need a revival in this country and even in this church and in our hearts, and so we want to pray. We want to pray. We want to be faithful to talk to God, to seek first his kingdom as, as we seek him, him personally, talking to him by ourselves, all together, in, in, in a closet somewhere where no one can see and, and even on the streets where all can see. We wanna pray, 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 pray and seek him with everything that we have. So that's, that's the why. What, what we're gonna do is over the next four weeks, we wanna really focus in on our devotion to Christ. And we wanna express that on Sunday nights. So in kind of in place of our, our normal routine of, of preaching the word and, and hearing God's word taught on Sunday nights, we're gonna spend time engaged in prayer with one another out loud together for much of these nights over the next four weeks. Um, so we're gonna devote ourselves specially, specially to prayer together corporately over the next month. Now, how do we go about doing this? A lot of you guys have done many, many things like this before, and so I, I don't need to say much. And for some, this is very new, and you're maybe even freaking out right now. The first thing I wanna ask you guys as we go through seven different prayer prompts tonight, we're gonna be praying a little bit on our own and, and together as well for most of the time together out loud. The number one thing I wanna ask of you guys right now, just as we lead up, as we, you know, even in your hearts, I hope you're getting ramped up to pray right now. Number one thing is engage. Don't sit on the sidelines tonight. God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from you out loud. He wants to hear from your heart. He wants you to pray sincere prayers to him. He wants you to be softened to the working of the Holy Spirit as we spend this time together. So right now, believe, choose to believe by the power of God that God has something special in store for you tonight and make that choice by the Spirit of God to engage, to say, I'm not gonna just drift. I'm not gonna drift away. I'm not gonna be passive. I'm going to engage with the Lord. And if you do, it will be special. This, this will be a special time and a special month, I think, that we'll look back to for quite some time. Um, for those of you who are brand new, maybe you came in tonight and, and you are not even sure if you're a believer, I mean, you are welcome to pray out loud in groups as we break up. We'll break up differently a few times. But also, you can feel free 
to just listen and kind of take it in. I want to just give you guys permission to do that, and no one is going to think twice uh, about criticizing you or judging you for that. So just feel free to do that. If you've never prayed out loud before, it is a powerful step to take. And it is, I believe, something that when you take that step and continue taking that step over and over again, God will free something up in your life as you feel comfortable and confident expressing yourself to God with your brother or sister in Christ. Now, if you've not done, if you've not done this before, you're probably blowing it up in your mind uh, and thinking, man, I've gotta be like Shakespeare when I say this prayer out loud. Everyone in the circle, they're just waiting for me to pray. They're waiting for me to make a mistake or you know, say some mild profanity or, or something like that. They're just waiting to just jump on me and criticize me as a bad Christian. Now, you might be thinking something like that. I want to assure you, those around you are not thinking that way. They're not. And if you're new, if you're, if you're fresh at this, probably the prayers that you pray, uh, maybe the innocent prayers that you pray, they, they may encourage those in your group more than, than anyone else. And aside from that, God wants to hear from you. There's no magic words when we pray out loud like this. Just express the ideas in your mind and on your heart. Express them to God. You can start a, a prayer by saying, Father, and then just saying what's on your minds. You are good. You are awesome. I love you. Or please help me. I, I, don't, I feel distant from you right now. Please help me. Father, please help me. And you can end a prayer by just saying, in Jesus' name, amen. Because our prayers have merit they count for something. They're significant because we have been made righteous by Jesus Christ, and he intercedes for us. This is why we don't just pray to an ambiguous God, um, some bearded guy in the sky. We pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, and we can have confident that he, confidence that he hears our prayer because Jesus has counted us righteous by his blood. Um, so I would encourage you guys to talk to the Father and just pray. You can end your prayer just in Jesus' name. Amen. You don't have to do that every single time, but just um, maybe some, uh, some guidelines to be thinking about if this is new for you. Okay, one, one last thing here. We're gonna break into groups a number of different times tonight, and I wanna ask you guys tonight, and this is not like a rule we have typically, because we do pray a lot here on Sunday nights during, during worship or after a message. We, we really like to be beyond free with that and, and encourage that in our times together. This is not a rule we typically have you know, most of the time people will pray and then maybe a few people pray and you stop and one group finishes before another. Tonight, I wanna ask you guys to just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying until we move on to the next prompt for, prompt for a couple reasons. Number one, God may put something new on your heart and so I don't want you to have the expectation, okay, I prayed, now I'm gonna just chill. God may put something new and, and different on your heart to communicate to him with the others in your group. And, and then number two, we wanna just stay in the spirit of prayer for the next uh, 39 minutes or so. Um, we want to stay in the spirit of prayer and, and, and not kind of go back and forth, back and forth. So it's okay if your group is silent, if uh, we haven't moved on to the next prompt yet and, and everyone's done praying or no one has anything to say, that's totally okay. You can just sit in silence and ask God to soften you and, and, um, and, and help you to see how awesome he is. Okay, so here's the first prayer prompts. Okay, and I'm going to ask you guys to reflect on this with God with the Lord uh, on your own first, and then we'll pray in groups in just, just a minute here. And this is the impetus, impetus for a lot of this. Um, 
from Revelation 2, verses 4 and 5. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. We want to spend some time in this prayer of repentance. Have you grown stale in your walk with Christ? Remember where you once were. Remember the innocence you had. Remember the gratitude. Remember the grandeur of of God in your mind at different points in your life. Have you grown dependent on wealth or your own reputation or competency? Have you lost that zeal in your walk with Christ? Take, Take a minute to reflect on these things and ask God to reveal areas in your heart where you've wandered. And as that happens, I would encourage you to write things down. We'll take just a few minutes. Brandon's gonna play some music and uh, just ask God to reveal to you areas you've wandered. And anything that comes to mind, you can write that down on your your, your phone or if you have a journal or anything like that. Uh, And then I'll give us some more direction here in just a few minutes.
God longs to restore those things that are dead in your heart. Do you, do you believe that tonight? That God longs to restore what was once alive, what has died, what has crumbled, what um, feels so stale and so difficult. I, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and, and eat with him and he with me. God longs to restore the life that you once had. I wanna ask you guys just to pray uh, however you feel comfortable. You don't have to share everything. You can share anything. But I wanna ask you guys just to pray with, with someone next to you, one, two people at the most. Take a few minutes and, and express the things that God has, has put on your heart. Lord, I pray that we would return to you, God, into our first love, 
Lord, and through the, these next few weeks even, Lord, help us to, to challenge one another, to spur one another on, God. And I pray that you would soften us, Lord. Um, Lord, the parts of us that have lost hope, God, the parts of us that have, have strayed to lesser things, that have run after lesser things, Lord. God, I, I pray that you would work in us and move us and change us so that we would love you first, honor you first, glorify you first, seek you first, love you first, Lord, in a deeper and greater and stronger way, Lord. Thank you that we can even think about doing that because you have loved us first. In Jesus' name. We're gonna spend some time in adoration, adoring God for who he is, for his character, for his nature. And what I wanna ask you guys to do is take, a, uh, again, a couple minutes personal reflection with God. And, and you can find this any, anywhere in scripture, a verse about God, about his nature, about his attributes that really resonates with you tonight. And, and then we're gonna pray scripture together uh, in some smaller groups in a couple minutes. If you're not sure where to start, you could look through the fourth section of the book of Psalms, Psalm 90 through 106, and, and find a phrase that just uh, it makes your heart come alive that you really resonate with right now in this time in your life. And, and then in a few minutes, and, and you just talk to God about that. Share with him, adore him, share with him how amazing he is. Uh, and then in a few minutes, we'll share those verses in prayer uh, to the Lord with one another and, and, and then expound upon them a little bit. So take a couple minutes and, uh, and then I'll give some further instructions then.
can be in the same uh, pairs or groups you were in just a moment ago. And, and that verse that you have, if you have that, uh, just pray that out loud to, to the Lord with, uh, with those in your group. And then if you would, just take uh, a, a minute and put it in your own words, kind of elaborating on that. And so do that and then we'll come back together in just a minute. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from the east and west, from the north and south. It is good and fitting for us to remember and acknowledge what God has done in our lives, how he has acted, how he has rescued us, how he has saved us, how he has been gracious to us, how he has forgiven us, how he has put us in a certain place at a certain time that we might hear the gospel or come through to meet our needs financially or relationally, spiritually, answered our prayers specifically in, in, in real time over the course of our lives. Um, and we're gonna do just that uh, and, and pray prayers of remembrance for this, we'll take uh, just a few minutes. I know we could go on for a long time, a long time with this one and with many of these, but I, I'd like to do this just all together and we'll do this in an orderly, orderly way, um, taking turns one at a time, people praying out loud, pray loud enough. Why don't you stand up when you pray, okay? And if two people start at the same time, just whoever's louder, that's the person that's gonna win, okay? If you're quieter, sit right back down. Um, and... 
take a couple sentences, couple sentences to thank God what he has done in your life and your past. So give you guys just a second to think of those things. I'm sure someone has something they can start us off with, but let's pray all, all together as a big group, one at a time, and we'll, we'll do this for a few minutes.
to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This verse in Jude, which has become a favorite of mine, is uh, at the tail end of this chapter, this book that is warning the church of unfaithfulness, uh, believing things that are false, accepting things that are not true, and uh, moral unfaithfulness also. It's a, it's a book in so many ways of warning, warning to be faithful. And there's this recognition at the, at the end of the book that God, God is the one that can do this. And he is the one that will do us, that will do it. He is the one that will keep us faithful to the end. But faithfulness, faithfulness matters to the Lord. It matters in our church, it matters in our lives. Faithfulness to the truth and faithfulness in the way we live our lives. We're gonna pray uh, in a moment here just for the faithfulness of our church and our own lives and our families. Um, before we pray though, allow me to give a very brief commercial for something that I think is very important. And we've not had the opportunity to kind of unveil this to the whole church, although some of you, many of you may know about this. Um, our underlying beliefs and values, they, they guide so much of our lives. And as a church, we wanna grow. We wanna grow. Uh, we've taken some hits and we have a tremendous opportunity in this culture that is so unstable to stand for truth in a post-truth culture, this culture of kind of deconstructionism, we have an incredible opportunity to stand for truth, live by it. So we, we sense this need, there's been this desire to grow and I think God has put it on our hearts to start something new, a new ministry that we're calling the Equip Series. And the Equip series, it's kind of outside of our Sunday night, our, our uh, home groups, and, and it's the pattern of some of the, of the things that we've done these last couple years at least. But it exists to educate and equip leaders in their beliefs, in, in the beliefs and values of the church. To educate and equip leaders in, in the beliefs and values of the church. And, and by the church, I mean the church, like the global church, those who belong to Jesus. But then also the lowercase c church that goes by the name of Awaken. What do we believe? What are our distinctives? Um, what, are, what are we unifying around? What do we believe as a church? And, and why? Why do we believe it? Essentially, the, the goal is for you to grow deeper in your understanding in such a way that it adds value to your confidence and competency as a leader. So the Equip series is comprised of 10 different courses. And to be moving through these courses is a requirement unto leadership at Awake. And we've kind of communicated that to our current leaders over the last few months. But these courses, these 10 courses that comprise the Equip series. They're open to absolutely everyone. And I want to encourage you guys to consider taking part in the Equip series. Um, they're open to everyone. We want to be united and sharpen one another. Some of the courses will just be one session. That, that means one two-hour session on a Sunday. We're, we'll be meeting the first Sunday 
of every month from 10 a.m. to noon here at Awaken. Uh, so some of the courses will be, just be one session, and it'll be a, basically a two-hour commitment of really being engaged for that two hours and then a little bit of homework to, to complete the course. And then some will span over several months, meaning the first Sunday of each month from 10 to noon, uh, and, and go through multiple sessions. This, uh, this first course will just be one session and kind of the foundation of it all. Uh, and we ask that people sign up for an entire course. So it might last three or four weeks or it might last one week like this first one, which is the gospel. Uh, and that's gonna be February 2nd, Sunday from 10 to noon. But we ask that people sign up and actually let us know they're coming so we know who is going to be there. Um, we feel these times will allow us to go beyond what we can do on a Sunday night or even during a home group. What we believe as followers of Jesus, it's being pressed in. It's being pressed in on a lot of different sides. So let's, let's understand what we believe and why and live confidently practicing, actually practicing those beliefs. So the first session, Sunday, February 2nd, deals with the foundational belief of the church, the, the reason why the church exists, and that is the gospel. And the session is not uh, an evangelism training so much, uh, although that might come as a secondary benefit of it. We're, we're going to take a deep dive into these questions. What is the gospel? Why do we define the gospel in the way that we do? How does our gospel understanding differ from uh, Roman Catholicism, from the charismatic movement, uh, or from the progressive movement? Like, do we believe something that's, that's different? What, what are Christians, what's, what's their take on some of these different questions? And then four, what are the practical implications of our gospel understanding in the church and in our personal ministry? I, I think you guys will find this time very engaging, fast-paced, informative, and I, I believe that it will boost your confidence uh, as we lean hard together on the word of God. Uh, to, to really equip us for every good work. And he has called us to some, to some good ones. So sign up here, awakencolumbus.com slash equip. Uh, you guys can sign up now if you think you're gonna come. Uh, you're just signing up for the first course, which is the gospel, Sunday, February 2nd. And again, this is open to anyone. Anyone can come. People outside of the church can come. Literally anyone can come. Uh, but as our leaders know, this is a, a requirement for leaders. Um, it'll be here in the building, meeting on the third story. Child care will be provided. Just be sure to let us know when you sign up if you're going to be bringing children with you. Okay, so uh, that was kind of the appropriate place for that commercial. Uh, I hope that doesn't break us too much. We're gonna, we've got a couple, couple, two more prayer prompts we're going to get into tonight. So uh, I want to pray for faithfulness. Faith, our church is faithfulness to the truth, number one. And then secondly, and we're going to be praying some of these different things different ways over the next few weeks. I want to ask you to pray specifically for our families. And I want you to pray. I want to ask you to pray specifically tonight for the fathers and our families at Awaken, that they would be faithful to Jesus, that they would be faithful to their wives over the long haul. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things aligned against believers in Jesus right now. And so uh, can you pray for, for us as a church to believe and live by the truth and then pray for the fathers in our church to be faithful to Jesus and faithful to their families. Okay, so, and then, of course, anything else you want to pray. I'm going to give you guys just a few minutes to do this, but 
I want to ask you to go to a different part of the room and pray with some people that maybe you don't know that you wouldn't typically pray with. Find out their name, like lickety split. Okay, 30 seconds. Be praying in 30 seconds uh, with some new folks. Lord, we do pray um, that you would just help us be in a place of faithfulness to you, to Jesus Christ, to our Lord, uh, our King. Uh, we want to follow you. We want to believe things that are true and reject things that are false, Lord. We pray that you would give us faithfulness, Lord, to you in the way we live our lives. Lord, I, I do pray for the men in this church, Lord, that you would raise up a generation of faithful disciples and husbands and fathers. Lord, protect us. Protect our church, Lord, protect our families, Lord. Pray that every home represented here would be a safe place, Lord. Uh, Lord, would be a, a place where children hear and see the gospel lived out, Lord, where, where they're raised up and, and taught in the way of Jesus Christ, Lord, and where they see their, their, their parents, uh, Lord, following you, loving you, being obedient to you, Lord. And I pray the love of Jesus Christ, Lord, would be so apparent in our homes. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, our very own Becca Murat is gonna share some things with you. And this is the last kind of main prompt tonight, but she's gonna share and then hand, hand the mic back to me. Thanks, Kimball. Hi, I'm Becca. I've been going to Awaken for a while and I'm super excited to share with you guys a couple things that relate to the next prayer prompt. 
um, which is about life, and it's really fitting because today is Sanctity of Life Sunday. I'm really excited about that because it's something that the Lord has really put on my heart a lot over the last few years to um, really have a heart for moms who are in, in crisis and considering abortion and um, really um, helping to encourage them to choose life and to have support to um, raise their children. And so um, that's what we'd really like to focus prayer on during this next um, piece of the evening. I think there's a couple of prompts that they'll put on the screen um, but just to, to kind of put it into perspective, since um, Roe v. Wade passed almost 50 years ago, um, there's over 60 million people that aren't with us today. Um, you know, if you consider just this room alone, that there would be 30 of you that are missing. Um, you know, it's something that I think that we don't talk a lot about in Christian circles, and I think it's really important for a lot of reasons. I think it's important for women who have had an abortion to know that they are loved and that they are forgiven and that we care about their healing. And I think for women who are in crisis and are in that situation, um, they need to know that there is hope. And um, what better people to extend hope to women in that situation than than those of us who know Jesus and love him. And so I just want to encourage you guys in that today. I think sometimes that, that can seem really scary and really overwhelming and, you know, I don't understand or I'm not sure what to do. And um, I think when the Lord gives us a heart for others, he, he oftentimes provides and, and guides us in those situations. And so um, I just want to give you guys hope and give you courage to, um, to step out in faith, whatever that looks like in, in, supporting, um, in supporting life. I think there's a couple of um, things up on the screen I'd like for us to pray for. Um, hope and courage for moms to choose life. So um, I'm a volunteer sidewalk counselor, so I go to abortion clinics regularly and pray for the women and with the women there. And um, a lot of times they just, they don't really have a lot of people in their lives that are there to support them and encourage them and um, to help them choose life. Um, another thing is, is adoption. You know, a lot of the women that I talk to um, don't have a very good understanding of adoption. They think it means um, giving your children to the foster care system. Um, and a lot of times maybe be, the communities they're in, um, you know, frown upon the idea of adoption and that that's not um, looked upon well. And so I think that there's a lot that, that we as believers can do and, and coming alongside women and um, letting them know that, that there are people that, that love them and would love to parent their children. Um, and again, just like I talked about, just healing and forgiveness for women who have had abortions. I think that's really important that people feel that we can be a safe place to talk to them about that. Um, and then a couple of other things too. I think um, we just have a role um, as believers in stepping in and bridging that gap. I think of um, the work that, that Phil and Melody do with Safe Families and how we can jump in and support um, the moms who have made a courageous decision to choose life. And it's not easy and there are daily needs that they have that we can meet. Um, and then I think finally, I'd just love for us to be praying about being a voice for the voiceless. You know, that the children in the womb, they, they can't speak for themselves. And so I think it's important that we as the church, um, you know, engage culture in, in talking about life and, and how we value that and, and the steps that we can take to show that we really care about that and really mean that. And I think that can look like talking to your coworkers, um, talking to the kids. You know, if you have kids in your family, I think it's really important as parents that um, we affirm life to our kids and, and talk to them about what that looks like. So um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Kimball, and uh, thanks, you guys, for praying for those things. Yeah, thanks, Becca. Appreciate that. 
uh, we have the opportunity to stand with so many different believers around our nation praying for these things today. We're, Brandon's going to scroll through uh, those five different prompts that we want to be praying for, and I'll ask you guys just to get with a totally new group here. And I know it's 7.30 right now. This is going to be our last main prompt tonight. Um, get with another group, spend a few minutes in prayer, and then I'll, I'll bring us back together and close us down in a few minutes. God, we pray for justice in this world, Lord, and we pray for justice for the unborn, Lord. 
Uh, we pray that you would shift the, the cultural narrative towards life, Lord. Um, God, that the, that the very idea, Lord, of abortion would become an abomination in the minds of, of the, the average person, Lord, in, in our nation. Lord, help, help us to see and live by the truth, Lord, in the church and even outside the church, Lord. We pray for just a changing of, of minds that you would bring justice, Lord. God, we pray for many, many uh, to come to Jesus Christ, Lord, as a result of this tragedy in our nation, Lord. We pray for moms, um, Lord, uh, for, for women who've made the choice to abort their children, Lord, that many would come to Jesus and find forgiveness and healing through the cross, Lord. Um, Lord, and, and, and be a voice, Lord, and be a voice. Um, God, uh, Lord, help each of us to, to just know and walk in, Lord, um, bringing justice to the world in the ways that you've called us, Lord. Um, and help us to be bold and courageous in that, Lord. Um, and we thank you that you are that you are good, Lord, and that you are strong. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Um, I wanna remind you guys of this as we spend a few, few weeks here engaged in prayer and kind of specially, specially setting this time aside. And I, I hope you'll make a special effort to be here over the next few weeks. Um, God is just, he's just and he's mighty. He's just and he's mighty. And that ought to give us confidence. That ought to give us hope. That ought to cause us to fall on our knees in prayer. That when we talk to God, we don't just talk to a God who cares about making wrong things right. He doesn't just care. He's not just just. That is what justice is. Righteousness, making wrong things right. He is also mighty and he is powerful. And he wants to hear from us. Colossians 4.2, um, we're, we're uh, commanded Devote yourselves to prayer. This is God's calling for the church. Devote yourselves to prayer. Jesus knew it would be hard. This is why he told this parable of the widow just knocking on the door over and over and over again. He knew that so that you won't lose heart. Keep praying. Keep going back to the well over and over and over again. Tonight we had to set all this up. I, I gave the commercial for the Equip series also, which I'm gonna remind you to sign up for that and really consider that and get your friends to come there, your neighbors, your kids, your parents, uh, just everyone. Uh, that you can. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll talk about that more another time. Um, <laughs> this is a parking thing, yeah. Um, but over the next few weeks, we're really going to be able to spend a lot of time in prayer. And I'm expecting, we are expecting that God is going to answer and move and bring revival in our church and our lives in the city and in our nation. Amen? You guys believe that? Okay. Uh, let's keep praying throughout the week, and we'll see you next Sunday.